And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 128, uh, coming at you this Saturday morning. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with MC. And since we still do this as a call-in show, we have those numbers for you to dial. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, call in next week. Uh, the numbers are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. Uh, so is there anything, any point of discussion you would like to lead off the show with this week, MC? Um. Not really. The only thing that's coming up in my Facebook feed is uh, the price of Bitcoin hit $5,000. And then dropped. And then Peter Schiff was the first one to... uh to comment on how far it dropped afterwards, you know, because it's, uh, you know, f- five days ago, you know, it, it's back to that price. So, you know, it's it's the end of Bitcoin, apparently. Yes, um, as they've been saying for years now. Yeah. Uh, so I, I got to convert my I got to convert my cash to another one. I will say that because I've got I've literally got cash to buy Bitcoin sitting Right. And I know we've talked, we've discussed off air before, like local Bitcoin and some of the exchanges to get in on. And like every time the price spikes, I go, damn it. Now I can only buy less. Like I, at one point in time, <laughs> at one point in time, like I had enough cash for like two, maybe a little bit more than two. And now I have like one, maybe if I buy it, you know, <laughs> during, during the dip, <laughs> I was like, yeah. son of a bitch, so I gotta get it. The One of the comparisons I wanted to make to, uh, you know, Bitcoin to is PayPal because it's a money transmitting service basically. Yes. Or, you know, Western Union or something like that. So uh, I guess it would have been, you know, a good way to convince people to buy it if if I presented it and as if, if Bitcoin was a company, how much would it be worth? Um, and I think it's worth more than PayPal by leaps and bounds. And I think it's uh, worth maybe all of them put together, uh, like Western Union and, and PayPal and you know, all these different things, um, just because it, it allows the the users to be in control of their Bitcoin. Now, when you when you sell it, of course, you, most likely you're going to deal with an exchange or some type of service to help it along, and you're going to pay you know some fees or whatever. But by the time you sell, you know, hopefully the price will be higher because it's still a growing market. So. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So that's what I wanted to say. And I and I've got some work to do. Like I've I have signed up for some of the exchanges, and I'm still I I'm a dilly dallier because I I don't have a lot of like free time during the week. So I have to like I literally have to set aside a block of time to do some of this stuff. But I have to go through some of the verification proceedings with a few exchanges, and and hopefully then hopefully then I can like convert this uh, this wad of cash into something more valuable. Um, that being said, I was also at uh, physical therapy yesterday, and so I was talking, again, because it comes up, right? I was talking to uh, one of the, the uh, physical therapists there about Bitcoin, and he, and he was uh, more of a noob uh, with it than me. But he goes like, I think at one point, like a few years ago, I bought a Bitcoin. Like, how do I get that back? You know, I'm like, I don't really tell you, man. Like, you you do did the wallet? Like, do you have it saved on an old computer? He's like, I don't know. I was I was online, and I, there was like a Bitcoin for sale, and I clicked the buy button. Like, doesn't someone have a record of that? Like, where where is where is that <laughs> does, Bitcoin does, now? <laughs> does he have a record of it? <laughs> no, 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 he doesn't. That's the thing. He's like, but you know, like the the 
Bitcoin company. Like, don't they know that I bought one at some point? Like, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> it definitely doesn't work like that, man. <laughs> you were what we like to call SOL. <laughs> but, it, you know, it just, it's, it's interesting, you know, as the price goes up, right, it becomes more of a thing. And, you know, even though it's, you know, me driving the conversation, um, it, it's, other other you know people regular people muggles right are are getting more interested and it's it's starting to hit the mainstream um so yeah just throwing in my thoughts on that um one thing i did want to talk about like i I, this is a conversation that we've somewhat had in the past um but it doesn't get it, it hasn't been a feature conversation um on the show for whatever reason uh, just, you know, it's, it's other, other things of more important, of more important come up. Um, and I, I will say this over the past, uh, month or so MC, um, in, in various Facebook groups and discussions, I have been called an ANCOM by ANCAPs and I've been called, you know, a, a dirty ANCAP by other ANCOMs, um, because of, of some of the, uh, positions that I have expressed, uh, on the show. Right. And so, so, you know, and, and, you know, I've called out certain people uh, by name on the show before, so I'm not here to do that now. I just, I just want to have, you know, if, if you're interested, just a general discussion, uh, on certain positions that I or you or we may hold. Um, sorry, about that. nope, no worries that, that, uh, in, in regards to like the, the overall, um, anarchist philosophy or anarchist position in general. And I'll, I'll bring up the specifics. So a, f- a few weeks ago, um, when I was having, you know, my, my labor dispute at work, right. I said, you know, a hat tip to the ANCOMs, uh, for at least showing, uh, some semblance of solidarity with each other. Right. Like I didn't say I'm an ANCOM. I didn't say, you know, overthrow, uh, the, the, the hierarchy of, of rich people. I didn't see, I didn't say steal the means of production, Right. I didn't say anything like that. Right. I just, I, I basically said at least in certain areas, uh, that group of anarchists tend to be more organized than other groups of anarchists and, and show a little bit more, uh, camaraderie with each other. Um, when, when fighting against their perceived evils. Right. And then, and then last week, you know, uh, an ANCOM listened to the show and, and, you know, I, he probably got like, you know, five to 10 minutes in because his biggest complaint was, oh, I thought this was an anarchist show. Uh, but all you guys are talking about, you know, is, is, uh, the capitalist cryptocurrency market, uh, which is nothing to do with, with real anarchy. You know, I was like, oh yeah, please give me some, you know, some feedback, you know, like, let me, like, what, what do you want to hear type of a thing? And it's basically like, well, I'm not here to tell you about anarchy. You go read Proton and uh, Proudhon and, and, you know, Bakunin and whatever. And like, you know, and then he gave off like the book list of, of what real anarchist thought is. Um, so I just, I just wanted to, to throw that out there uh, and maybe get your, uh, your feedback, MC, and, and your position on, on what, what you think or what I think it means to be like a real anarchist. Uh, in relation to those conflicting viewpoints, um, and then your views on on either of the two sides of that anarchist coin in general, if you'd oblige me. I'm sorry, you you want me to explain what now? 
well, not necessarily explain, but your 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 general thoughts on the the schism within the anarchist community between ANCOMs and ANCAPs. I, I don't know. I just I I don't really pay attention to the ANCOMs that much um, anymore. Yeah, and that's that, why we haven't that, discussed it on the show. You mentioned they're a little bit more active, but uh, I'm I'm not really sure. Do you equate an, Antifa with the ANCOMs or? Uh, I I I don't equate the two. But I, I definitely see similar tactics between them. Um, and I think the the ANCOM side aligns more with Antifa than the ANCAP side. And that being said, when you read uh, somewhat mainstream news articles, right, they, they distinguish between, you know, the anarchists that showed up uh, and the Antifa that are peacefully protesting. So I don't, I don't want to say that they're one and the same. I think, you know, the, I, I think the ANCOMs would probably be more of a subset of Antifa because I don't think all Antifa are necessarily like, um, communists or anarchists, right? But the ANCOMs definitely fit within that, that overall structure, uh, especially in, in tactics and, and violence and protests. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to them that much. Okay. Um, I would. I would say that <clears throat> that uh, c- being a competing capitalist is the best way to uh, fight the system. Um, so one of the main things that I used to be against, besides besides being anti-war, I was anti-Federal Reserve. Um, if it wasn't for the Federal Reserve, they wouldn't be able to. Uh, have have all these wars because they they print money to to fund these wars um so you know it is if you're going to be a uh anti-fascist or uh or uh, a communist or you know whatever if you want to smash the state i don't i don't think riding on the street and and breaking trash cans and and bank windows is the right way to do it. Uh, I think Bitcoin is. I think gold is. I think um, uh, competing with the system um, and not participating in the system is is the best thing to do. Um, I could be wrong, but uh, it's worked out for me pretty well so far. So, so, so from your perspective, uh, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm trying to reiterate here from your perspective as it relates to uh what i'm going to call our brand of anarchy that we typically discuss here on our show the anarchist experience um it's not so much in your mind about going out there and destroying property and doing all that it's about just removing yourself from the currently existing structure and that and that in itself can be viewed as an anarchist act Right. It's right. not like I mean, it's not like we're not anarchists because we talk about Bitcoin. And it's not like we're not anarchists because we don't because we don't physically break the state buildings. I mean, I I don't see what good that would do. They would just take some money from somebody else and, and rebuild it. So, um, you know, as as a tactic, uh, I, I think what we're doing is is um, more effective and more productive for ourselves, too. I mean, we're we're living I, I hope, you know, better lives, uh, at least um, a more moral life than uh, than someone who is 
is violent basically but um i don't know i'm i mean i'm not against somebody taking uh physical action i just i just think that there's so much more going on and so many opportunities in in the the black market or a gray market or uh um you know just there's so many opportunities to 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 live free right now so that's the most important thing is to is to live free to live with you know live without the state in your life as much as possible so um so that's what that's what people should do okay um one more thought on the issue because it, it kind of relates to you know the 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 antifa violent and the ancom violent actions um and that's the i'm going to say like you know the the mainstream media on the stance which once again forces forces me into positions that I would rather not take but I go like well I have to comment on it just a little bit so you know there the, we're we're I'm still talking about um Charlottesville which is weeks old at this point but it's it's little bits and pieces are still popping up and there's still some fallout regarding it um but I, I watched a, a video and it was like, you know, have you seen this guy? Right. Apparently during, you know, one of the, the marches or whatever, one of the alt writers um, fired a shot, like unholstered his weapon and fired, you know, at the, the peaceful Antifa protesters. Right. And the news article, uh, the, the, you know, the somewhat mainstream news article that I was reading was basically like, a, have you seen this guy? Do you know where he is? Because we'd like to file charges on him, you know, type of a thing for for being violent uh, and actually, you know, using a gun at, you know, what was otherwise a peaceful protest. And I go like, yeah, I can see that. Right. Like, you know, why would he why would he fire the gun? Um, but clearly in the video and completely ignored uh by the 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 media outlet uh pushing the video and and trying to make this guy uh seem ultra violent right was the fact that one of the the one of the peaceful protesters had a lit blowtorch like he had a flamethrower like, like ready to go you know and you you clearly see it there's like a big ass flame coming out of like you know the uh um, a flamethrower basically it was it, it was a legit flamethrower Right. And as they were walking by, this guy had his like flamethrower ready to fire. And this, you know, other otherwise peaceful uh, armed uh, armed protester, right, fired at the guy holding a flamethrower and didn't didn't hit him, like didn't shoot him, just shot in that direction. Uh, you know, and I would if I were watching the video, I'd be like, it looked, you know, to make sure that he doesn't open fire with a flamethrower on peace on, you know, otherwise peaceful people. Uh, walking by and and you know marching for their beliefs right and i go like i don't want to i don't want to be on their side right i don't want i'm not alt-right yeah i i i still have um you know a handful of uh friends and and uh, uh online associates that really want me to take that side and I, I can't do it I'm, I'm i'm too principally consistent about this but I, but when i when i see that right i go like oh yeah he fi- he fired at a guy holding a flamethrower you know armed and ready to use right i don't have a problem with that you know i, I don't i don't have a problem with with that type of what i'm going to call defensive violence uh, and i don't necessarily have a problem with uh, violence in general like i i, I know uh, you know fr- from your perspective mc uh, the best way to to remove yourself from the system and to live free and to live that you know anarchist experience uh, is is you know nonviolence 
peaceful trading. Um, and in, in your opinion, and right, and I share it, uh, the, the best and most effective way to do that is to get out of the financial system and, and trade uh, amongst each other uh, using uh, alternative currencies and, and, you know, building up your personal wealth uh, through alternative currencies so that you don't have to deal with the, the state. Um, but I'm also okay with violence, right? Like I've said on the show before that, you know, at, at the end of the day, violence is the ultimate problem solver. Um, and I still believe that. Uh, as you know, and I, I think that as a society, what we do is, you know, in order to, uh, in order to prolong our own life, uh, we, we choose nonviolent alternatives more often than not, um, because it'd be a, a very short and brutal existence if we did not do that. And we always resorted to violence as the first resort. Um, but un- if you were unable to peacefully come to a resolution for a, a disagreement or a dispute, a violence is hands down the answer. Um, and I'm, and I'm hundred percent okay with that being the case. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to say about that. Oh, and, and again, coming from, you know, having to defend the alt-right, um, you know, one of the, one of the things I've made a comment, uh, to a buddy of mine is, or maybe I shared, I don't know if I shared this as a post or not. Um, but I said like, you know, that something weird is going on, right? Like, you know, there's a, a, an, an overarching problem, um, when your arch nemesis like takes your side, right? Um, and again, this is this is a Charlottesville thing because if you if you've been paying attention to that and you watch the the Vice News uh, documentary, it was heavily featured by a gentleman we've mentioned on the show before because he also does a podcast much more popular uh, and and you know and uh, much more popular than ours and with a, a wide much wider audience, even though his views are very very skewed from what they originally were. Uh, and that gentleman is Christopher Cantwell. Um, and you know, he's had, uh, an online, um, and on air, uh, battle, right. I don't, I don't know what to call it. A rivalry, uh, with a, a fellow radio host and podcaster, um, whom I also follow and who, you know, you've donated to his product MC Michael Dean, um, you know, who, who did, uh, who, who does the freedom fiends radio show. Uh, you know, and I, I listened to the podcast version of that and he also, uh, created fiend phone which is, is not the technology that we use to do this show, um, but what was one of the technologies in consideration uh, when we were deciding what to use, and you've donated to that project to, to, to see it through. Um, and for, you know, for years, they've gone back and forth as far as, you know, who's the real deal libertarian, who's this, and, you know, they've, they've uh, you know, gone back and forth on air, uh, even to the point where uh, I remember this at one point, Michael W. Dean said, like, you know, Chris Cantwell will never be on the show. Um, and then Cantwell, like, called in or was invited to call in when one of the other co-hosts were running the show. So it was it was odd to hear Cantwell on the Freedom Fiends radio show, but it happened. So they've had this feud. Um, and then I see a post on Facebook from, from Michael W. Dean, which, again, I'm sure he doesn't want to be put in that position of have to come to the side of Christopher Cantwell, uh, much like I don't like to have to come to the side of, you know, the, the alt-right. Um, but sometimes there's a bigger issue at hand. Um, and in Michael Dean's post, uh, the bigger issue at hand was basically uh, if they can do this to Cantwell, like hold him in jail, deny bail, um, cut him off from the internet almost completely. Like all of his, most of his services that he used to get his, his skewed message out there, um, has been removed, right? Then what does that say for the overall topic and issue of free speech, right? If, if, 
if even if hate speech or unpopular speech, if that can be removed uh, from from existence, um, what does that say about other alternative messages? Uh, and that was, you know, and and so Michael Dean basically came to, you know, came to the defense of Cantwell, basically saying, you know, even though we don't agree with his message, he definitely has a right to say what he says uh, and should not be censured uh, from saying it. Um, and then, we, you know, we can get into the issue of, you know, oh, private property and who runs the services and creating alternative services and, and all that nonsense. But I, I think the general theme is there uh, in the insofar as Cantwell is being purposefully censored. Um, and we talked about it last week in the show, unjustly held uh, in, in, in prison um, just to be made an example out of by the state. So your, your thoughts on everything I just said while I take a sip of my drink. Yeah, I think, I think they probably are un- unjustly uh, making a, a, an example out of him. Um, I, I don't know what – I don't even know what they're actually accusing him of, of, of doing. So It's like um, six or seventh degree felonies for uh, using um, chemical weapons because he pepper sprayed somebody. Yeah, and that's that's bullshit. But <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, cops using chemical weapons on innocent people all the time. You know, <laughs> and that that was part of it. He said his pepper spray was police issued pepper spray, like it's the exact same stuff that the cops use all the time. Um, he's like yeah, the Ross so, Ulbricht for the Ross uh, for the alt right. He's like a martyr at this point, unjustly accused. And you have to come to his defense because the overall issue is, you know, like, you know, first, first they came for the, you know, the communists and I was not a communist. So I said nothing and, and so on and so forth. Continue, please. Yeah. So, so yeah, the bigger issue is as, as a, you know, I hate, hate to say it, like group think or the, the whole society or whatever is, is if that, if, if the majority of people uh, are on the side of, Yes, let's uh, remove somebody's uh, ability to to speak uh, on internet platforms or or, or anywhere. Really, um, that's that's pretty dangerous. And uh, I I don't mind hearing uh, communist views. It's just they're they're easily provably wrong. Um, you know, socialists and whatever. Um, I mean, you can. We we have evidence in, in real time that that these things are bad, and so I, I don't know. It's a, it's a terrible situation if people aren't allowed to say what they want. And uh, I mean, if if people weren't able to say good stuff about communism and, and socialism, for example, then I I wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, s- spread the good message of of anarchy and uh, libertarianism and and uh free markets so um i think communication is is a good thing and so it's it's how we come to uh better ideas and better understanding of what's going on so um so no i i wouldn't i wouldn't advise taking anybody's speech away that's that's just silly i'm not i'm not threatened by somebody talking and I don't think other people should be either. Yeah, and at the same token, I'm not I'm not threatened by alternative literature, right? So that the original Ancom gentleman is like, you need to read. I'm like, I already read some of it, man. Like, I don't I don't have to read all the books because I haven't even read like all the Ancap books, right? I've read enough uh, to get the general idea. But I've read Perdon, I've read Bakunin, 
right? I had a, you know, a, a conversation with my dad a long, long time ago when, you know, when, when I was first getting into this, um, and he's like, oh no, you, you can't, right? Like you, you mustn't look at those things. They're, they're dirty and filthy. I go, you really think that if I decided, you know, to pick up Mein Kampf, right? You know, that it would immediately like turn me into a Nazi. Like you, you, you don't think I'm smart enough to, to read it just to gather the information and to learn more about the thought process of the individual writing it, right? That, that and that I can decipher for myself, you know, right. For, I'm talking to a religious guy, right? Because he's, you know, he's still Catholic. So I go, eh, well, maybe not, right? Because you read the Bible and all of a sudden, poof, you, you know, you're brain dead. Um, but I, like, you really don't think I can, I can read it and not turn into, right? Like I can read the Communist Manifesto, right? And not turn into a communist, right? I can read Mein Kampf and not turn into a Nazi. Um, I haven't read those books, by the way. I have no desire to, but it, the same holds true, right? Like people go like, oh, Proudhon, Proudhon, Proudhon. Uh, you know, the real anarchists, you know, property is theft. And so I read it and it made no sense to me. And I go, I, and I dismissed it. Right. And then, uh, 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 read Bakunin and, you know, made a little bit more sense than Proudhon, but, you know, still dismissed it. Um, as far as my overall general philosophy. Um, so, and, and uh, again, I hate, you know, and they're not really competing shows. They're con complimentary shows, right? I listen to uh sovereign tech a lot. And one of the things that I agree with that host on, um, is that more speech, right? You, you don't want to shut down, uh, alternative speech. You want more, right? You want, you want more speech, more open dialogue, more of these websites popping up. Um, because again, then like you said, MC, it's so easily refuted, um, in, in the most basic terms for the average individual that it's not really a threat. And by shutting it down, Right. Not only do you, do you shut down, uh, not only do you shut down those uh, that type of hate speech, right? You you open up the potential to shut down any type of dissenting speech and dissenting opinion, um, and and you know and and then it's then you 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 put it on a pedestal a little bit, right? Like you go, this is so bad. It's like banning books in school, right? This is so bad that you're, you're not even allowed to see it for fear that the message is so powerful that it will overrun your mind and take over your thoughts and, and, and your ability to, you know, discern right from wrong. Um, and I think it, it, it empowers that type of speech and it empowers that type of, of thinking, uh, far beyond than just letting it freely be out there and letting people just easily, you know, view it and dismiss it in hand, uh, for being as, you know, crazy and off the wall and irrelevant as it is. Thoughts? Um, yeah, so I, I hope that uh, stifling free speech doesn't become the, 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 new, uh, <clears throat> the new war, the war for uh, people's minds. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll have companies on the left, uh, you know, kicking one group off and companies on the right kicking another group off. And and what we're going to be left with is, you know, basically just the left and the right, um, because that's all people are going to be, you know, they're going to they're going to uh, subscribe to either one one side or the other, and there's not going to be room for other people because they'll get kicked off. So yeah, uh, and that's part of what the left does. Go ahead. Uh, libertarians might be not allowed to be on either platform because. They're not, uh, you know, uh, extremists either way. So, 
um, they they might not be allowed to even debate the left and the right because the left and right only want to you know debate each other. Uh, well, in the political arena, uh, that's how the that's how the debates go, right? That's why third parties have right. so much trouble getting into the main debate uh, as, as in federal you know federal and presidential elections is because the the left right paradigm has made it nearly impossible for an alternative voice to be heard. So it's already a thing. Like that's, you know, it's already an yeah, uphill it, battle for the dissenting It'll voice. be a, a lot worse if if uh, corporations uh, start picking sides and only allowing things to to exist on on their platforms. Like for for example, one thing that recently happened uh, <clears throat> was uh, Ron Paul's YouTube channel. Um, he's not allowed to uh, benefit from uh, co- commercials on his YouTube channel because, you know, who knows why? You know, YouTube, the people at, at Google don't like what he's saying, and so they won't let advertisers advertise on his channel, even though there's nothing uh, racist, there's nothing alt-right about it, there's nothing... Uh, uh, Really, really, not even that much controversial on there. It's mostly it's it's just what's happening, especially in, in foreign policy and stuff like that. So, um, uh, that's that's dangerous in itself because now you're not uh, allowing uh, the free market of ideas um, to to happen um, or to to at least uh, not be competitive. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. It, I, I I recommend people to listen to the Young Turks and then and then listen to uh, the Ron Paul channel and and uh, see, see which one is is better and uh, I I think you get a lot lot better news out of uh, out of Ron Paul. See and and whereas all that is true, I I also you know as as an ANCAP right and and a person who believes in you know property rights and voluntary exchange, I go well that's Google's prerogative. Right. They they have the right to censure on their platform. Um, And then it's up to, you know, the the community at large uh, to develop a platform where that voice can be heard. Right. And that and those messages can get out. It's it's weird that they've done it. Right. But the 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 alt right. This is another thing that I I talked about with, with my my alt right buddy. Was I go well? The the companies have a right to censure, right? Like that's that's a property issue in their platform, and I don't have a problem with that. It's when the state steps in and does it that it becomes a bigger issue because they they have the guns to enforce the censorship. Um, but I go, but the the alt right has created a Hatreon, like H A T R E O N, right? Which is you know the, a, a an alt right created donation model um, because all of their all of their contributions get banned from Patreon, right? Which is a service that we use uh, to accept donations eh, when they used to come in. Uh, but they go, well, they, Patreon is shutting down the alt-right. So we've we've created, like, they've gone agorist, right? They've gone, like, well, we're going to compete in the marketplace and we're going to create a, a competing service uh, called Patreon, like whatever, whatever name you guys want to come up with. Cool with me, bro. Um, you know, to, to allow the, their voices to be heard. Um, and I see that as a good thing. Um, what becomes more difficult is when, you know, the, the hosting companies decide to shut it down, right? When you're not allowed to host on that service, then, then you go like, well, you know, what's, what's the, what's the barrier to entry, right? For starting your own hosting company, your own domain registrar, your own, you know, uh, your own ICANN, 
um, uh, service or whatever to, to get the, the, you know, to, to get the protocols matching up, like how, how difficult is this going to be? You know, if, if those large companies, the access points, um, uh, those access points start to, to ban and, and pick sides. Um, and Google's definitely more, you know, definitely more left than right. They, they, they seem to ban, um, you know, a lot more, um, you know, right leaning services like, you know, Ron Paul and you know, whatever. And you're never going to get the young Turks kicked off of there because philosophically they're more in alignment, uh, with Google. Um, but I, uh, one other conversation that I had with a buddy of mine, you know, and it goes back to the, the violence, uh, aspect of it is, you know, um, the, the dissenting voice must be, uh, willing to be violent, right? The, you, you, if, if you, if your viewpoint and your voice, um, is in the minority and is being stifled by the majority, uh, especially politically, right? You, you, you have to be able to use violence. Otherwise you turn into a pacifist movement and those are the first ones, you know, eliminated, right? They go like, you know, the, the state with all of its might will, will crush the weakest first, especially if the weak is dissenting just to, just like, you know, in Cantwell's case, just to make an example uh, out of them so that no more dissenting voices rise. Um, and that's one of the prescient things that I heard Cantwell say in that Vice News article is like, I carry a gun and I go to the gym. Oh, uh, in order to be capable of more violence. Uh, you can go ahead and take that. Caller, you're on the air, I hope. What's your name uh, and where are you hey, calling from? Going? I'm well. How are you? Uh, I'm calling. I'm good. I'm calling from Charlottesville, Virginia. This is uh, Fred. What's happening, Fred? Oh, we were just talking about Charlottesville. <laughs> yeah, we were. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, I wanted to call in to talk about Cantwell a little bit. Um, good. You're on topic. Account of what happened and what's, what's that? I said, good. You're on topic. I, I dropped his name like three or four times okay. already. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, I just wanted to tell the full story kind of just because that, that vice piece got released, uh, a little while ago and it was, you know, it's very skewed. And, um, I mean, he's gone over most of what's happened in his, um, in his podcast since then, but, uh, I just wanted to give like a little bit of like backstory to what happened and what he's facing now in jail and all that. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, basically. So the, uh, August 11th, um, he posted in our discord, which was what we were using to communicate for the whole event that he was going to have like a uh, private meetup with his fans in Charlottesville. And uh, you're going to meet at, at some undisclosed location. He's going to announce earlier or whatever. And then they were going to head to a park from there. And we had had suspicions that the discord had been infiltrated a little while uh, before that. But this basically confirmed it because um, someone wrote an article on uh, it's going down, which is the, Antifa website saying, oh, white supremacist uh, Cantwell or whatever is having a, uh, a meetup at this location okay. at this time. All right. and, and for those that don't and, know, um, Discord is primarily a chat app used uh, within the gaming community uh, to communicate while playing yeah. your video games. Okay. Just just so people out there yeah, know what Discord shut, is. Yeah. Please, yeah. please go on. We got shut down. After, after the 12th, we did get our Discord shut down and they made a statement about it and everything. But, um, uh, yeah, so 
So he, Cantwell being Cantwell, since he was part of the libertarian community for a while, kind of knew better, knows how to deal with this kind of stuff. He was armed, he was open carrying, and he had a body cam on because he knows better. He knows that, that you need that kind of stuff. And thank God he did because a few Antifa people showed up. There's just like one, like three of them or so. I wasn't there. I had a friend there who was telling me things as they happened. And they showed up. Cantwell told them to get the fuck out of there. And they left. And they called the cops and said that Cantwell had, <laughs> had drawn his gun on them. And so the police showed up. And Cantwell was like, no, that's, that's a lie. I have, I have the body cam right here. You want my SIM card? And they didn't even check the SIM card because the people who had filed the complaint had, like, left. You know, they just trying to fuck with them. <clears throat> so that was, that, that was the first inkling we knew of the infiltration in the Discord chat. So we knew we'd been planning this, this torch rally thing, as you've probably seen on the news, for a while, but it was like a really hush-hush thing. We didn't want what happened to happen. What happened was everything we were trying to avoid to happen. So we found out that they found out about this. So the night of August 12th, before the rally, <clears throat> there was a leadership meeting. I wasn't, I'm not involved in leadership. I was just there. Uh, I, was, I was on someone's personal security detail. And I was, so I was just kind of eavesdropping, really. But um, Cantwell himself even said that he, doesn't, he didn't want to do this rally unless the police were going to be involved, unless they, unless they knew that we were going to be doing this because we wanted to do all this by the books. That was, which is like our, <laughs> I think the main mistake of this entire event was trusting the police and trusting the state to, to do this. But, and as um, a former anarchist, said, Cantwell so, should have known better on that side of things too. And I've, and I've made that claim yeah, on this show he, before. He should have. Yeah. And, um, he, he's really getting fucked hard for, for all the, uh, uh, cooperation he's, he's been giving. He's just been completely fucked by the state. And I'll get into that too. But, um, so basically, he said, "Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do this unless the cops are involved because this can get messy. If if uh, there's rumors that if if because there was a torch rally a couple months before, and there were some rumors that um, if they saw another one, they were going to show up with like gasoline or some some crazy shit like that. So everyone was really on edge about it. You know, it was supposed to be like a we weren't supposed to like march in there. It was supposed to be like we were supposed to arrive. There was a quick speech, and we we're going to sing." a song or some shit and go home. But, but everyone was really on edge because everyone knew Antifa knew about this and they were just, everyone was just like had their head on a swivel. So, so uh, they contact, and this is important. They contact the Charlotte or the university of Virginia police department. Cause I guess the college has their own police department. They tell them, Hey, we're going to do this. Um, we're worried about uh, Antifa showing up and we don't want to cause any violence. We're just going to go there, say our bit and leave. And the police are like, yeah, okay. Um, if we see any counter protesters there, we'll remove them or something like something to that effect. Basically assuring that they would keep us separate like they did for, like they were supposed to do on the day of August 12th, but they didn't. And, um, and Cantwell was mostly worried because he, you can't carry a gun on, uni on, on a university property. You can't, uh, it's public property, but you, you can't have guns there. And he, doesn't, he said he didn't like going anywhere without being armed which is smart, but um, so I guess he just brought his pepper spray. And he did wear a body cam for this event, and it ended up getting lost. But uh, anyway, so we start the, the whole march thing. Everyone's on edge. You know, everyone forms up, and they say um, anyone who doesn't have a torch should uh, stay to the side and the front and act as security. And Cantwell, being Cantwell, 
he was, <laughs> I think he was one of the only speakers that didn't have uh, a security team because he, he, he was his own security team. Like, <laughs> as we were like walking, <laughs> as, we were walk, as we were walking up the hill, these like reporters kept, or not, I don't know, you can call them reporters, journalists, whatever, tried getting in our face, you know, sticking their phones in people's faces. We were kind of having to just kind of keep them away with our bodies. Like we were instructed not to put hands on them. You just kind of have to make like a human shield wall and just kind of knock them out of the way. But holy shit, <laughs> we were at the front and Cantwell was just, he was a beast. Like, you know, we were just politely being like, you know, get back, get out of the way, you know, fucking move. And he was just running up like, get the fuck out of my face. Like, just screaming into cameras and, and he bowled the dude over and he, the dude lost his phone and uh, I mean, they were trying to they were trying to obstruct their path. He, he didn't he didn't punch anyone. He just uh, you know he's trying to move, and these people were getting in his face, and he knocked the guy over. But but uh, so we get to the statue, and so, sounds like sure he's enough, being a little bit more aggressive than he purported to be. Well, well, this was on the march there, and also I'll say that there's no video evidence of any of this, and this is all just. Um, uh, this is a first-hand account, but <laughs> this is, there's no uh, no it, there's no video of that, which is weird because um, you'd think uh, you'd think that they'd want to publish that. But um, yeah, so we get to the statue, and there's like 20, maybe 30, 40 Antifa that are locked hands around the statue, and they're like you know chanting their chants, and our people are chanting our chants, and uh, it's kind of at that point I realized it's really not a good idea to put fire in like 700 people's hands and like 700 young, angry people's hands and make them march down that night. And it just, it just, things just got out of hand. I mean, again, we were supposed to all kind of like line up. There was supposed to be a speech, but because of these counter protesters that were like, you know, chanting at us, people were chanting back and they ended up circling around these people that were locked around the statue. And I, I was there. I saw what happened. No one was, um, you know, no one was, uh, no one attacked them. No one initiated force against them. No one was restricting them from leaving. They refused to leave. And, you know, someone spit on Cantwell. I saw that, and he didn't do anything. He just kind of, like, yelled, yelled at him. I kind of, it, it was loud to cough and noises, but I saw someone spit at him. And then I saw someone take a swing at him. And that's when shit popped off. Someone took a swing at him, and he just immediately pulled out his mace and sprayed the dude, like, directly in the face. And everyone else just just started going at it. And at that point, we had to get our guy out of there because that was the plan. If anything would pop off, we, were to, we had to get our guy out. But um, so that that's where all the legal charges come from. Was that incident there? They had they uh, this this lady, this man, woman, trans 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 person. I don't know. Um, got a got some mace on her eyes, and it. she filed charges against Cantwell. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, he's, he's being charged with, like, unlawful use of tear gas, which was, like, there's no tear gas there at all. And, I mean, he had basic run-of-the-mill pepper spray. I think even the brand was called, like, police pepper spray or something like that. Yeah. I've, I've seen him make but, that um, claim that it was police-issued so, pepper spray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nothing they wouldn't use on us. It's just regular pepper spray. And... um yeah, so there was a little bit of a scuffle. I wouldn't call it a full-out brawl. Like, I mean, as soon as the police said disperse, we just we disperse. We didn't stick around. I mean, we could have. And he's made this claim too that if we wanted to really hurt those people, we <laughs> it wouldn't have, it wouldn't be hard. Like, yeah, they were they were extremely outnumbered. They 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 swung at us first, and it was just 
this really dumb idea. But yeah, Cantwell just defended himself. So I didn't see the end of it, how it played out. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna I'll skip I'll skip August 12th. Everyone knows what the what the fuck happened that day, and I'll go to um, afterwards. Cantwell learned that he had uh, a warrant out for his arrest. He tried to call the uh, I think he tried to call the Charlottesville Police Department. And they said that they couldn't tell him if he had a warrant, and he needed to go see a magistrate or some something like that. So magistrate got, is basically you know, just a just judge. Worried. Yeah, yeah, and he he was he was just worried because he was armed. He he said he had no less than three weapons with him, and he honestly thought these people were you know I mean he he has a he has a a history of being skeptical of the state and all that. I mean, I for good reason too. He really he legitimately thought these people were going to try and you know kill him or something if he if he um, if he didn't turn himself in the right way. And that legitimate so skepticism, that legitimate skepticism is why, again, he should know better going in, yeah. you know, like the, 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 the playing dumb car, like, oh, the police were supposed to be on our side and they were supposed to, you know, better, he knows better, um, you know, yeah. so, so doing it, doing it the right way, I can, I'm not, I'm not against doing it the right way, right? If, if you're going to do it, mm-hmm. do it in a manner that brings, uh, the least amount of harm to you. Um, and you know, I, I, right. I've, I've been arrested, right. And I've not resisted, but I've, I've, you know, right. non-actively, uh, <laughs> right. been taken away. Um, and you know, and, right. uh, and for me at one point, you know, like I, I'm peaceful. I'm just not assisting their arrest of me. Uh, and you know, the officer like right. puts his knee on my head. Right. And they're like, just, just knee yeah. on the head. And yeah. I go like, Oh, the knee on the head move, you know, do they teach all you guys that yeah. in the academy? You know? So, you know, there's definitely a white and wrong way to do it if you're going to do it. So I I respect him uh, insofar as he's choosing to, you know, face consequences or at least make a show out of it. Right. I don't understand if he's never intends to go back to Virginia. I don't think he was going to get like extradited from New Hampshire if he never returned to face those charges. Exactly. Exactly. So if he's like going to face the music, he's trying to make a show out of it to say that, you know, we can fight back against Antifa. Right, and we can get the justice system on our side because it's always going to be in self-defense because they're always going to be the ones that attack first. So if he, if he's attempting to, right. to make a legal matter out of this, um, you know, as a show, right, not not as like an entertainment show, but as as an activist type mm-hmm. of show, then more power to him, right. But if he's you know if he's doing right. it, I don't know what I don't know what other reason to do it is. You can just skip town and never go back, and you know, you know, long live the radical agenda. Yeah, yeah, so, and he can, he he does have a lawyer that he's working with, and but I mean, so far, and I'll get to it. His legal case isn't looking good. I mean, the whole narrative that's being spun is like this, you know, violent white nationalist leader attacks people and is is now arrested, and people just want heads to roll. I mean, fortunately, justice doesn't work like that. I would hope, you know, after uh, after everything that's been that's happened here, I'm kind of losing faith and um, losing faith in the whole justice system but uh yeah so he turned himself in so i mean that's the whole thing he turned himself in you know he handed himself over peacefully whatever and um during that time when he was arrested uh one of the organizers who was in contact with the police uh oh excuse me um the uva released a statement that said we had no idea that the torture rally was going to happen we had no idea this was going to happen which is bullshit because like i said we contacted them and told them this, and they said, okay, yeah, sure, we'll make sure that you guys don't come in contact. 
you know, with uh, counter protesters. And um, so one of the organizers called the uh, police liaison that we had <clears throat> and said, um, like, you know, what are you talking about? You don't have no idea. You know, you had no idea about this. Like, here, here's like a screenshot of me telling you this. Like, here, like you, you have the recorded phone calls of us talking about this. Like, what are you talking about? You had no idea. And, and the police liaison said, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. If you want to say anything, talk to my lawyer. So obvious, like, I mean, adding on top of the 12th, another obvious setup. Like, it's just a complete fucking setup. It was just disgusting, really. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, they, they're just completely lying about it now. And, and we've been trying to make Freedom of Information Act requests for the phone logs. I mean, one of the organizers even called the FBI, <laughs> called the FBI because he was afraid that they were going to delete the phone logs and all that. I mean, they, they, as for evidence, like they, we, I mean, if we could get those, uh, those phone logs and all that, I mean, that would just, I mean, that, I don't know if it, it would exonerate him. I mean, but it would help our case. And he did have a body cam on that recorded the whole thing, but it got snatched off of him during the scuffle. And I don't think anyone recovered it, which is a shame because that would be, you know, it would be open and shut. That, but, that uh, would be the smoking gun also, in either direction. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, also, he, uh, he was denied bail, which is fucking crazy, because they say, one, he's a flight risk, which is retarded, because he turned himself in. He made it very clear in his video where he's crying, <laughs> he's crying on the video that, you know, he's afraid, and he doesn't, wanna, he doesn't want any problems. He wants to, he's going to turn himself in. I mean, he's not, he's, it's obvious he's not a flight risk. That was one of them, and the other reason he was denied bail was because his hate speech is dangerous to others which I had no fucking idea was a reason you could deny bail. But uh, that's one of them. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's where he's at now. He's just being held without bail. They're just keeping him prisoner with these ridiculous charges of tear gas. Like, no one, you, no one deployed tear gas. Not even the police deployed tear gas at that. He's facing, I think, uh, I think he's facing four years in jail and a felt like a, like a list of, no, maybe it was like 20 years or something crazy like that. He's facing a lot of felonies for this. For this the, shit, but, the last um, I saw it was like three felony charges, like class six, class seven, not not like high level yeah, felonies, yeah. but still felony charges. Which which yeah. if he's convicted of, will will legally disarm him for life. Yeah, right. He will no longer be able to him. have you know the, the 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 means to defend his life and property um, if he's convicted of these charges. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I mean, that's that's basically where it stands now, is he's being held without bail for these bullshit charges. I mean, he's working with a lawyer, and I just, I don't know, man. I just think they might try and make an example of him or something. It just sounds like they, they have one of these people that everyone, you know, wants to fucking kill. And they just, they can't let him go without some kind of, you know something it feels like i mean hopefully justice still exists in this country and this state i mean i'm really losing faith in it but yeah it's just a fucked up situation and you're you're right that he should have all of us a lot of us being former libertarians should have known better that this was not the way to go we did everything by the books every like everything by the books and we got just completely set up this is an absolute setup did you have something to add, MC? It sounded like you wanted well, to jump in there. I, I do want to say that I I uh, from from my perspective, I, I I do agree that he shouldn't be uh, imprisoned for this. To me, it's like uh, a bunch of kids 
that that want to fight each other. And so Chris Cantwell went there in, intending on getting into a fight, basically. Not not that he mm. was going to throw the first punch or anything, but mm-hmm. he he was that was his intent was to yeah. get into uh, altercation. Um, and and the same thing for the counter protesters. They went there with the intent of starting a fight. And so, you know, from you know, if if I was uh, you know the dad in the situation, or if I was the government, and I I would just let them all fight each other, and you know, <laughs> like a like a and, private and, contract and just, already made, like let them fight. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I, I would just let you know, that. you know, let let them fight, right. and then and, and after it's after it's over, you know, like uh, I don't know, I don't I don't really know what what, what would be justice in that situation uh, as far as the government is involved. Yeah, so, that 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 does like, make sense, and and but the I mean, I I myself wouldn't have much of a problem with that. I mean, Cantwell, you're right. It's part of his rhetoric is part of why people like him is he gets all you know. He, he yells. He's yeah, he's angry, a and, you know, he, you know, he's, yeah. Well, he's like a, you know, he's just like a firebrand, and he, he, that's part of his rhetoric. Is you know, you know, if you fuck with me, I'm a whatever. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with that. But the, the whole, the whole mistake we made was that, I mean, we counter signaled guns. We're like, don't bring guns, or if you do, conceal carry because we're not trying to. You know, we're working with the police. They're going to keep us separate. Just bring shields and helmets. We're, you know, if if everything goes right. Not one fight will break out. We're just going to go straight to the park, have our speech, leave. And what ended up happening and what made that a problem was it wasn't, except for a few instances where like major factions showed up all at once, it wasn't as much of a stand-up fight as people trying to get into the park and being attacked and being pushed out by the police and getting attacked on the way out while they did nothing. So it was kind of like, you know, uh, Antifa was the hammer and the police were the anvil and they were just beating us between both of them. I mean, if it, if it was like that, if we had no intention of making this peaceful as possible and we just came totally expecting a fight, and I, I won't lie, a lot of people did expect some kind of altercation. I mean, everyone, we all see what they do on, on the YouTubes. They all know what, they, uh, what they're capable of. So people came ready, but we just didn't expect... Uh, for it to be that like i mean when i got there we we uh we went to the entrance where we were supposed to get in and they said nope sorry you have to go through here and the street was just like completely full of of counter protesters and which was it wasn't supposed to be the case that whole street was supposed to be blocked off the street where heather Heyer got hit was supposed to be blocked off i mean that none of that area was supposed to be accessible you know without um so well yeah, it just wasn't supposed to be accessible. So it, we just got caught with our pants down, kind of, um, in regards to that. I mean, so yeah, I mean, they, it just, it just, it was a fucking, it was a shit show. It was a complete shit show. It was a complete, nothing r- went right that day. Be- before you called in, Fred, one of the points that I was, uh, 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 was about to make was the use, the, the tactics used by the state and in a lot of cases by the left to stifle freedom of speech overall, um, even it, even if mm-hmm. you know that that speech is is you know hate speech or alternative speech or speech that we don't agree with, right? One of the things that we can agree mm-hmm. on is that um, the, the alt right and the left 
uh, should be allowed to voice that speech and people should be able to hear it uh, and dismiss it based on, you know, most of the nonsense that I personally think that it is. And we, we me and you would probably disagree on that based on, on your, you know, on, on right, your position. Right. Uh, but you still should be allowed to say right. it, and I still should be able to say, well, that's nonsense, and you know, on off, off we go in our separate directions. Um, so, and so in other news, I, I, since I guess the speech didn't happen, I don't even know what they're marching for, and I don't know what their big, uh, big thing is. Um, the the only thing that I see is what the the media shows me, and that's you know people uh, acting like Nazis and. And uh, and obviously the people well, that, carrying the torches. So so I don't I don't really know what it's about, and I, I probably don't want to be involved in it. But um, you know, if you want right. to enlighten me on what what your guys' stick is, let me know. Well, that that was part of the speculation was they was that I mean they tried to shut us down. We had an ACLU um, federal court. We had an ACLU was on our side. We had a federal court injunction that said no, you can't draw, you can't remove their permit. So the city, which had been, um, and part of it was because they ruled that it was content-based, like they're restricting it because it was, the restriction was content-based. They didn't like what they were, they didn't like what we were saying based okay. on uh, things they've said before. I think that's, and, MC, um, I think that's MC's question, Fred, is you, you've got, you've got a, an open mic right now on a, on a less than well-listened-to yeah, podcast, yeah. right? But if, if you guys were able to give your speech then without being shut down by Antifa, what is the general message you were trying to put out there? Um, because now you're you're being uh, gifted a platform to to put that message out. Right. If, if I had to guess, right. it would just be that you guys want to prove that you guys should have free speech because the the leftists are trying to shut you down, and then and that's what the whole thing's about. But I don't really know. Well, I'll I'll preface I'll preface this by saying that I think that that was their plan was to. With the you know show like oh look at these violent uh, Nazis alt right KKK whatever look how violent they are they just came marching in and started attacking people I think that's what the plan was they they wanted to deny us the platform but as far as the speeches goes um, I mean there were a, there were a, a people from all over the spectrum well you know I guess all over the far right spectrum there there were Southern nationalists there were white nationalists there were um, Augustus Invictus is because he still considers himself just basically a libertarian who just doesn't uh, have a problem with um, white nationalists. I mean, there, there. I don't know the content of everyone's speech, but the whole purpose of the uh, rally was to patch up. Uh, there was a lot of infighting going on among the right, and uh, in in light of all these, um, you know, free speech restrictions and all these. Uh, our rights being infringed upon, we, we decided, well, not, I'm not, like I said, I wasn't part of the leadership, but I guess the movement decided that uh, they needed to get together. They need to show everyone that they can occupy, <clears throat> occupy public space and that we are a real movement and patch up our differences to fight this common enemy that of this, uh, of the state. Well, I don't say the state, mostly the left infringing on our rights, free speech being the big one. So everyone had different speeches. I don't know what everyone's speech was, but uh, I, I, as far as uniting the right, it definitely did happen. I mean, it did work. I, I, there, I had problems with the National Socialist Movement. I had big problems with them before, but uh, after seeing what they did, and I mean, they, they, not to get into like the, you know, street battle review or whatever, but they saved lives. Like if we show, if we showed up any earlier than we did, we would have gotten completely mobbed. I mean, we had gotten badly hurt. Some people like baked Alaska got acid spray in their eyes facing 
permanent eye damage, and, and we got really badly hurt because we had no idea what we were walking into. And we arrived there right when they came in, the Nationalist Front, which is the uh, League of the South, the uh, <clears throat> National Socialist Movement, Traditionalist Worker Party, whatever. They came in with a huge force, and they pushed their way into the park, and they caused, like, a distraction, and we were able to get our guy in. But, yeah, so I don't know. Um, there, there was a lot of topics about... Um, there were a lot of topics for the speeches. It wasn't one unified message, like, but um, yeah, the rally, in a sense, was a complete failure, but it also achieved its purpose. Can I can I also say one thing about the National Socialist Movement that's a little bit uh, odd and and conflicting to me? Um, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, throw sure. it out there. Bernie Sanders is a National Socialist, and he might not <laughs> use those terms. He might not use those yeah, terms, yeah. but he, he's an avowed socialist, right? He's used that term, and he's also said yeah. uh, socialism for Americans, but not anybody else, right? Like, you know, we our, yeah. our little group, our little geographic area, our nation should be socialist, but it wouldn't work if we involved other countries in that, in that dynamic, right? So he's a nationalist right. and a socialist and a national socialist by definition— Right, based on his platform, right, um, and, and yet the the left cheer him, right. He's like the the savior of the left, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. During the last election cycle, and yet I would think he'd be a figure uh, disavowed uh, by the Trump supporting uh, alt right, who all, who call themselves right. national socialists. Where, where so so I'm just throwing out the dichotomy uh, a, there. A lot of yeah yeah. And this is part of my problem with the National Socialists is, for one, their movement in particular isn't, like, too ideological. It's mostly, like, I, mean, I don't want to counter-signal too much, but mostly, like, literally Nazis, you know. Like, it's, they're not very, they don't have a strong ideology or, or a strong plan as far as how to affect politics. But um, the whole point of, of, of allying with them is that we realize, like, we're, we have somewhat common goals and we have very common enemies and we're all getting lumped in to the same, um, we're all getting lumped in into the same category, regardless of what we believe. So it's in our best interest to work together to some extent to um, fight our common enemies. So, so you're working with an ideological, side. okay, because they're, an, they're ideologically on the left. Yeah. Like you can't, <laughs> that's undeniable. Um, no, yeah, they, they are, I mean, they, a lot of them have actually kind of disavowed Trump since his whole, since his election, because he's, you know, his involvement in Israel and all that. And um, so they're not very, they're, they, they're, they have, um, I don't want to say strict, they have not even strong, they have an ideology <laughs> that's a bit uncompromising, <laughs> but, um, but they're willing to put it aside to work with people who are less extreme than them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, because, like, a lot, some people, like, they disavow Trump. A lot of them disavow Trump already. They don't like, they don't like what he's been doing. And, obviously, a lot of the alt-right hasn't done that. And, yeah. So, are they, are they just bigots? Or, or are they racist? Or no. What, 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 well, they're what definitely racist. They're definitely racist. I mean, I mean, the American Nazi Party, Lou Rockwell, was kind of an interesting movement. I mean, if you if you were to just play a speech by Lou Rock, Lou Rockwell, and you didn't uh, you didn't know who he was, or you didn't tell the listener who he was, a lot of them would make sense. Even a court, even 
within the uh, current Overton window of, of allowed speech. I mean, it, it was an interesting movement. It kind of petered out. I don't think, um, I, I never thought that they were a viable political movement. I didn't think they were going to get anywhere, really. I mean, they're just kind of, uh, it's, it's like the whole idea of, of boots and suits. <laughs> and, and Lou Rockwell was a pretty strong do. libertarian until the border issue came up. And then, like, you know, yeah. and that, he found the one issue that yeah. lets out the true colors. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, um, shit, what was I about to say? Oh, God, I hate when this happens. One of my favorite Lou Rockwell quotes was, it's not the left versus the right, it's the state versus you. It was a very, what is that, whistle? Uh, it was a very anarchist oh, position. A, a oh, okay. Are you, you oh, okay. So it's you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> move, move it away from the phone, <laughs> man. <laughs> that, that hurts my ears. But he was, it, it was a very anarchistic position, um, uh, until the, until, you know, the, until the border issue came into, into play. And then he went, well, if we're going to have a state, right. He turned into one of those, like, well, f- f- a pragmatic, a pragmatic position rather than a principled position. Um, and and for, yeah. for me, uh, I I've always considered myself more principled than pragmatic, right? I I you know I, I will die right. on principle uh, before I compromise for pragmatism in in most cases, um, you know. Uh, so so when I hear when I hear you know ideological individuals who like you know have a strong philosophy, and then they crack on one issue and you know let let you know let the flood let the floodgates open, I go well yeah, you know that's why it's hard to yeah. Which is which is another that, reason if you watch the show, prep. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that that's why a lot of libertarians. That's exactly what you just said. Is why there's this phenomenon of a lot of ex-libertarians being on the alt right is because they have this this one issue that just kind of cracks their ideological shell and they just become pragmatists. Like Cantwell's whole thing uh, when he talks is is he doesn't and I don't agree with this, but I mean uh, it's a, it's, a, it's his opinion is that um. We can't have a meritocratic society if the society isn't um, not cohesive. What's the word? Uh, homogeneous. Homogeneous. There you go. <laughs> he believes that uh, without a homogeneous society, without a society with the same culture, with the same whatever, what have you, we can't have the meritocratic society that libertarians want. That's his whole thing. It's what a lot of libertarians have come to believe, and that's what's responsible for. Um, that strange phenomenon that, that kind of got me for a while. I always wondered why, um, why there were so many ex and caps and libertarians in the movement. Well, and I would say much like, you know, they say, you know, if, if you're not straight edge now, you never were. Um, you know, if, if you're not an ANCAP, if you're not an ANCAP libertarian now, uh, you never were right. Like, you know, you, you don't get, you don't get to go from a philosophy of peace and liberty uh, to chuck in people from helicopters for dissenting viewpoints and go like, oh no no, I used to be like yeah. that. It was totally cool back then, but now the only way to do that is to kill a whole bunch of people who disagree with us. I go, well, that's not really you know the you probably never had the philosophy. It was probably the the libertarian philosophy was probably pragmatic for you at the time to get to this end goal mm. of of removing dissent. Right. Like you probably thought that the libertarian ideals was going to help you, you know, create an all white culture uh, with with no Mexican labor around. Uh, and when you realize that it wasn't because it's principles, not pragmatism, uh, then you just you shift your pragmatism to something that gets you to that end goal. So I don't I don't think the people who are in the right. alt or the former libertarians now uh, were ever advocating for a, a peaceful, voluntary society. 
uh, just a peaceful voluntary society for for us not them yeah and and what i was going to say earlier about that is um i remember what i was going to say it was um in 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 most movements there's kind of like a division of labor i'm saying like you have the um you have your celebrities, you have your uh, intellectual vanguard, and you have activists, you have um, people in the media. And the NSM, a lot of times, you know, you'll see a quote from someone in the NSM or the Nationalist Front. That's what they like to be called now because they kind of join sides. Uh, the Nationalist Front, they'll say some shit like, you know, oh, throw them in the ovens, uh, kill them all, whatever. Their, their influence, like overall, in the, in the movement itself of the alt-right, isn't um, their intellectual influence isn't that strong. They're more of the uh, ground activist type people. They're the people that will show up to events and are willing to fight or defend against Antifa. And you have other parts of the alt-right that are more, um, you know, who, who, parts that own like think, uh, think tanks and, you know, are focusing on writing uh, policy papers and all that. And, and they're the ones that if, if there's going to be any influence in mainstream politics, it's probably going to be them. And so, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the whole term alt-right is kind of weird because it's a, uh, it's a zeitgeist. It's like an umbrella term. There's a lot of different people involved with it. And it's just still this, this amorphous blob in people's heads. And, and for most people, especially on the left, it's just all Nazi KKK, uh, white supremacist, white supremacists. And, uh, and whatnot. But yeah, I think that's important for people to realize that there is a division of labor, and um, there are also many different ideologies in the alt-right. Okay. It's not one cohesive idea. Did you have anything to, to add to that, MC? Uh, nope, thanks. All right. uh, any, anything else you want to say uh, right now, caller, while we got you? No, man, I just wanted to call and talk about Cantwell and all that and, you know, finally calling the show. I've been meaning to call on the show for a while. <laughs> I, well, didn't we, have, I didn't have anything really to talk about. Well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, thank you for the, the boots on the ground account uh, of what went down in Charlottesville because I, I follow Cantwell uh, as best I can, um, you know, uh, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever signed up for his newsletter. It's just like he, he's always begging for it, and I go, "Well, yeah. maybe not." Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah. Me neither. <laughs> but so, but I, I get, I, I, you know, I, I get the news I can on it because it's it's an important situation. Again, not because I agree with him positionally, um, but I'm I'm watching it more for you know the the how how the state crushes dissent. Right. And, and how they behave right, exactly. towards, you know, the ce- celebrities with dissenting voices, um, which Cantwell was before on a small level. And then he rocketed himself up to martyr status, uh, you know, doing what he did in Charlottesville and, and turning himself in. So I think I think that's the I, I would say right. that that's the level he's on now. He's I, I said earlier in the show um, before he called in that he's kind of like the Ross Albrecht of the of the alt right. Right. He he's doing what he thought was best <laughs> yeah. to do. Um, and now he's being destroyed by the state unjustly. Uh, and, and that needs to be right. spoken out against whether or not I agree or whether or not we agree um, with his positions and his politics and what he wants to do. Like, you, you know, when, when he starts chucking people right. out of helicopters or when he starts uh, initiating the aggressive <laughs> violence, right, then, then we'll call him out on that aspect of it, too. 
But if he, if he, if, he, if he's just getting shut down because of his opinions and his viewpoints, um, that that's a bad state of affairs all around. So we thank you again for the call. Um, you know, and call in anytime. You know, we we do the show about this time. Uh, you yeah. know, every week. Um, and you know, give it a listen and a thumbs I'm, up and I'm let us know what you're keeping. Do. I'm keeping a close ear to this the whole legal situation. I mean, I'm in contact with some of the people who are trying to help him with this and uh there's a lot of this these details like the whole uva police denying that they knew about anything about this these little details and stuff that come out that make the story just that much more interesting so if i come across anything else i'll definitely again get talk about yeah. it uh, call in, uh, call in, or post it. We have a group page on Facebook as well. Uh, you know, facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/anarchist/experience. Um, feel free to update there. Join the group. You know, it's okay, it's an cool. open group, and you know, I, I don't I don't censor anything in the group uh, except for like uh, Ray Ban ads. You know, <laughs> if if people start spamming <laughs> it with that nonsense, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's the only thing I'll really delete. But if you have something valid uh, or point to make. Um, or keep us abreast of the situation and we can use it as show prep on the air. Uh, always appreciate that as well. So thank you again, caller, uh, and take care. All right. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Bye. All right. Anything else from you, MC? Oh, nope. Okay. I think that was the overall point. I, I was getting to it and the caller kind of, uh, highlighted it and I'll try to be brief since I know we're running long. Um, is the, 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 the freedom to speak, whatever your message uh, must be protected. And it, it seems to be a tactic of the state um, and also the left to stifle that speech. So when he talks about, you know, uh, Antifa showing up and counter protesting, it's not just that they're out there holding signs, right? The, 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 the leftists in this, in this scenario uh, are the ones stifling free, the freedom to speak, right? They, they're, they're, they're counter protesting, which is fine. Uh, but the message should be allowed to be said and should be allowed to be heard. Um, and, and some videos that I saw was when the speaker got up to have a press conference, he was attacked, um, by counter protesters, right. Or, or general or, or regular protesters in, in that case. Um, and the message was not allowed to be spoken. Uh, and, and again, it, that's a tactic that needs to be defended against, uh, as much as possible. And whenever you have a dissenting viewpoint, um, you have to be capable of violently defending that viewpoint. Uh, otherwise, the dissenting view will be crushed, um, you know, by by violence of their own, uh, by either the state or in this case, you know, counter protesters and, and the anti left who are then supported uh, by the media and the state by by making the, the violent protest uh, out to be the good guys. Because, look, they're defending against, you know, the hateful speeches of the alt right, you know, Nazi white supremacists. Um, and then and I, you know, need to speak out against that aspect of it. They should have a right to speak. Uh, Antifa should have a right to speak. Um, you know, when you become violent, uh, then, you know, you, you should, you should have that violence defended against, uh, through violence of its own. So if you want to, you know, if you're going to bring a fight be prepared to fight, um, and if you're going to have the dissenting viewpoint, which, uh, right now is the alt-right viewpoint, you have to be able to defend that with violence in some form or fashion. Otherwise, uh, you will be crushed and you will be made an example out of. Um, and then that that's a loss of freedom of speech, not just for your viewpoint, uh, but a loss of freedom of speech for other dissenting viewpoints that don't necessarily agree with the state. Um, and in this case, you know, I'm, I'm including libertarians and, and Ron Paulites uh, and that sort of thing as well, where if, you, if, you're not, if you're not lockstep with what the mainstream is saying and doing, um, they'll find a way to put you down, right? Either, either through, this, through the state mechanism 
or in the case of the Ron Paul channel, uh, through the, the removal of monetization um, for, for peaceful speech, because it's not speech that the, 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 left, the leftist platform agrees with. Uh, that's all I got. So, uh, well, well, the other go the other scary thing is, <clears throat> they actually had uh, agents of the state I- embedded with the uh, Antifa participating with the Antifa. So, it's uh, it's kind kind of scary that um, yeah, that, we had that as show prep. We just a couple weeks ago, we just didn't get to it. Yeah, yeah, the state the state can actually uh, encourage these things in the same in the same way that the the FBI always does when. When they when they catch a catch a terrorist about to explode something and 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 then they say oh yeah we we gave him all the stuff and we encouraged yeah. him to do it we we um, talked him so, into it we funded it and then we stopped him right at the very end before he actually put good thing we you know good thing we intervened at the end rather than not intervening in the beginning and nothing else would have come of it right so um, yeah it's it's really scary that uh, the well the uh, the alt right and the alt left can be infiltrated by the state, and that's you know something to uh, be aware of, and uh, and try try not to uh, let them uh, cause violence when uh, you don't really want it. Yeah, or at least don't let them goad you into initiating the violence. Right? You know, right. Be, the the words aren't going to do anything other than be words, and then like I said, get dismissed. Um, you know, by, by, by those conscious enough to dismiss it. Um, but if, if you're being, if you're being goaded into initiating the violence, um, you know, it, it's, it, I don't say, I want to say safe to say, um, but it's a very possible that you're being goaded into violence by an agent of the state an, an agent provocateur who's trying to start shit where no shit would have been started otherwise. Um, and the, the best way to avoid that is by not initiating it, right. By, by being peaceful, but let your voice be heard, um, and only when the violence is brought to you, uh, do, do you end it swiftly and, and with, with great malice, uh, you know, to, you know, cause it's, if, if you're going to be violent, you know, be over the top. Yeah. All good. So, so now I guess, uh, Chris Cantwell is, is, is back on the, uh, defending himself against the state. And, uh, so that's his biggest enemy at the moment. Um, <laughs> I'm a libertarian again, guys. Anarchy yeah, rules. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, oh, oh, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> um, and if, I guess if he would have d- done it better, if, they, if, if he didn't bring the mace and he got punched and he got it on video and made that his thing, then yeah, it probably wouldn't have gotten, uh, as much uh, publicity, but um, that I don't know. Like, if he wanted to be a martyr, there's there's a couple ways he could have done it, and and this is the one he took. So now, yeah. So now it's him versus the state instead of him versus what he he wanted to fight was the left. So uh, that's his fault. Uh, uh, you know, it's like I I honestly I don't really care either way what what happens to him, but um, they it, it is. It's sort of about a free speech issue now um, because... Yeah. Well, and that's the reason uh, they, to care, right? Because well, he's the example, you know, that, that it, they're going to use going forward. For, for some reason, he's uh, uh, a, a symbol of the all right. I don't, I don't know really... I don't even know what he stands for all that much anymore. Um, I don't really follow him anyway. But um, because he's a symbol, 
that that's why he's uh being targeted by the state so guaranteed and 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 regardless of his position uh from from the anarchist perspective right that's why we must at least verbally uh support him and decry the the state's use of force and making an example out of someone um who you know was there to speak and then if he you know if it if it truly was self defense right should be allowed to defend himself against aggressive acts um in my opinion by any means necessary right now, whether it's mace or the flashlight in the other hand or if it's just you know uh boots and fists right you know you should be allowed to repel uh, an aggressive attack um at any time against any encroachment and i think that's that's the point that i want to make um that along with the free speech issue that we, we should be allowed to verbalize uh, our thoughts regardless of, of what may come out of our mouths. So if, if the alt-right was here in Hawaii and they wanted to uh, uh, have a march and, uh, and a speech, should, should we uh, volunteer for security for them or say, just say, good luck, assholes? <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't volunteer for security, but I would offer my security <laughs> services for a price. For a price. All right. That's good, ANCAP. <laughs> All right. I, I don't remember what it was, but I had, um, oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if it fell into that category. But, you know, just, just uh, uh, you know, Richie Rich's, I forget what I call it. Like it was, it was Richie Rich, it might have been Richie Rich Reclamations was like a way to get stolen stuff back. Um, but I think I threw in like private security in that same thing, right? To to protect your property uh, from encroachment. So I'm available for hire, right? If if you need a bodyguard, right, and and you trust me to to protect your body, right? I'm I'm definitely available for hire because I you know anything for a buck as long as it's peaceful uh, is you know basically my my stance on that. So if the alt right wanted to do a rally. And they wanted to hire some, you know, ANCAP libertarians for security. Um, I'll definitely show up and, and do my darndest uh, to protect them from encroachment from from the left, or from anybody for that matter, left, right, right or center. If you go on the if you go on the attack, I I, I feel no uh, no qualms with defending that. All right, and I, I've I've told people so, before, you know, I wear a dog as, collar as long as it's not I'm an attack dog. As long as it's not the state, then. Yeah, you I wouldn't go, let them hire you. Yeah, I, w- I would not. I would not come to the aid of the state, right? Because that money is already tainted. But if you're if you're right, seeking protection all, from the state, I'm there. That's all I had for you today. All right. Well, we're running way long, so thank you very much uh, for listening. If you're still listening, uh, you know where to find us: anarchistexperience.com. Uh, that's where you post the numbers to the show as well. If you want to call in, uh, like our caller, you know, know, know when the show is going live. Uh, so you know when to dial that number, uh, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. Uh, as I told the caller, we have a Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience is where we post the show prep and you can post whatever you want there, except Ray-Ban ads, um, and, and we'll allow it as long as it, you know, it moves the discussion forward. Uh, and if you want to donate to the show financially, uh, we're not on Patreon because we're still on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.